What if I told you that it didn't have to be so hard that you didn't have to do everything on your own? So often as business owners, we feel as though just because we can do it means that we should or we have to. And that can be so depleting over time. If you're doing things that don't light you up and distract you from your real purpose, the reason why you started your business in the first place, your zone of genius. So in today's episode, we're going to dive into how you can start hiring in help and how to think about that, how to reframe your mindset about that so you can get the right help for your business to help you thrive and to help you as a business owner get back to what you love. Hello and welcome to the Healthy, Happy, and Mostly Sane Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach and Ayurvedic Practitioner and Mostly Sane Entrepreneur, Ellen Leonard. Each week, I share my obsession with helping you build a healthy life that works for you, your family, and your business. Because I don't think you have to sacrifice your own health and well-being to be successful. So please stay tuned for today's episode full of ideas to make staying healthy just a little bit easier. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Small business owners, entrepreneurs are so passionate about doing it all on their own that we even invented a word for it. The solopreneur, the person who is doing it all. And this is a double-edged sword, right? Like we take on so much because we can do it. For instance, I do my own website. I do my own social media. These are both things that I am not particularly skilled at. I am not an expert. I have learned enough to get by. But is that enough? And can my business really thrive when I'm doing so many of these other tasks that I'm not an expert in and that take time and energy away from the thing that I started my business for in the first place, which is to help my clients manage stress. So today's guest, Emily Perrin, helps businesses do just that, outsource the work, the parts of their business that will help them thrive by giving away those tasks, by hiring somebody else to do them, it can be incredibly empowering, not only for your business to be successful, but for you to stay healthy, happy, and sane, which is, of course, the goal of this podcast. So in today's episode, you will learn what stops business owners from hiring freelancers or outsourcing that work in the first place. Number two, how to think outside the box with hiring, because it turns out there are more than just VAs out there. So, so often we hear um, in podcasts and courses that we take that VAs are the answer and they might be, but they're not the only possibility. And Emily dives into that. She also talks about what one thing she wishes solopreneurs knew about outsourcing. And number four, what steps you can take today to start working on expanding your team right now. And a little about Emily. She helps bloggers and creative entrepreneurs expand and improve their teams with talented freelancers. Her number one goal is to align the right person with the right role. And you'll hear how passionate she is about that in today's episode. 
And it will really help to shift your mindset around what you might be open to hiring out and maybe a way you haven't thought about it before. She teaches her strategic hiring process inside her signature course, The Hiring Fix, which of course I'm linking to, uh, and also works with one-on-one clients looking to bring on high quality support. And as always, I will include everything we talk about and details in the show notes. So if you are on a walk or in your car, I've got you covered. Let's get started. So Emily, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to finally have you on. Yeah, I am so excited. It's been so fun just even chatting as we've been getting going. (laughs) It's always great to use my podcast to make new friends. (laughs) Um, And, you know, we we don't know each other very well. So I actually don't know the answer to this question. But how did you get started with what you're doing now? What's your, your origin story with becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah. So my background is that I spent about 10 years in the corporate world. I worked first in event planning and then in marketing. And when I was in those roles, I, one, I was a hiring manager. So I did have to hire a couple of times in the, in the corporation. And then also I was just like the person people went to for help with when they hired. And so I sat in, like, I was always like reviewing resumes and like giving input, like who should we interview? Who should we hire? I sat in on a lot of interviews too. And so that was part of it. And then at, and during the same time, I also earned a master's degree in industrial and organizational psychology because I was just really interested in people and leadership and career development and all of that. So I left the corporate world in 2015 and established a career coaching business. And I hired pretty early, earlier than most entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, because, because I had this background, right? I had education and I had experience. So I was like, I've got this. I can get a freelancer to help me. I'm going to get a VA, a virtual assistant. And it was really hard. I made a lot of mistakes in like my first year or two of hiring freelancers because it's just a different space. They're looking for different things than employees. Also, it's it's so much harder as a solopreneur because it's way more personal. So yeah, it really is. that is just, yeah, it's just like, it's your dollars on the line. Like when you're at a big company and there's a billion dollar budget, it's not <laughs> as big of a deal. Yeah. I'm guessing a lot of people listening don't actually have a billion dollar budget for their business. So that's... <laughs> Right. Same. (laughs) Yeah. So it was through that, that I was like, I am figuring this out. And it was really just about myself. Like I just wanted to get better in my business so I could grow it and, and really be happier working and have like, you know, all of that, like be healthy, happy, insane, like you say. And yeah. So then that just led to my business friends. They started to reach out for support and ask for help. And yeah, then I just started recruiting for people because they wanted, they wanted to pay me to find their freelancers for them because my process was working so well. And it's so consistent that it, it, it pulls in like really high performing freelancers. Yeah. And I love that you're actually getting to help people doing something that not only you're clearly passionate about, but that you're also really good at. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it really is my zone of genius to do this work. Yeah. I was just going to say that zone of genius. Oh, great minds, great minds. Um, You know, and I'm guessing it's resonating with so many people listening that um, entrepreneurs are so into doing things by themselves. We're so into it that we came up with a name for it, solopreneur, right? Like we're... (laughs) We're like going to DIY the crap out of everything. We feel like we can do everything. So we should. 
right? And it can get so overwhelming so quickly. And all it does is take us away from that time and energy away from doing a lot of the things that we love. So what do you think stops business owners from outsourcing, from making those first hires, from from really starting to build a team? Yeah, I think part of it is what we were just talking about, the personal piece that it's so personal. It's hard. It's just hard mm. to get going. I think another piece that I've seen is that it's it's also hard to let go of control because... <laughs> I'm laughing because it is Emily, are you in my head? Because that's hundred percent my reason. But continue. Yeah, yeah. So the letting go of control is big because you you won't be doing it and you have to shift into more of a manager role on those tasks. And you have to build in more time. So you just need more lead time so you can give feedback and allow that person to then implement what you want. That's how yeah. they want. And sometimes it's almost easier to think, oh, it's just it's just easier to do it on my on my own. If I just do it myself, it's faster. Yeah, I often talk about the zone of competence trap. It's like we talked about genius, <laughs> but like the trap is competence because it's easy to outsource your stuff you're not good at, right? Incompetence, the lowest level, like that's easy to get help on. But competence, it's like anytime I hear myself, even me, like even now, like with a small team and all of that and all the growth I've done, I still, there's things I can do. And I'm always like, okay, that's the warning sign. If I can do it, but someone else should, you know, that's, I just keep a list of those things. And I'm so glad you called it a trap. I feel like I'm going to be making a list of things that are that are currently trapping me um, in that way. That's just such a great way to frame it. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I think the other one too is just not knowing what like what you need in terms of like the roles. I think there's just like everyone sees everyone online hiring virtual assistants. And so they think they need a virtual assistant, but they might not actually need a virtual assistant. They might need a project manager or a social media specialist or a writer, an editor. Um, so we're just kind of trained in this solopreneur space. Like you have to have a VA, like that's the first role you have to get. And it's like, I'm here to say like, you don't like, if, that might not be the right role is all I'm saying. Yeah, that's so interesting to think about because I agree with that. A lot of the the things that I hear as well in all these trainings I go to and courses I take and podcasts I listen to is always VA, VA, VA. And I forget that there are other kinds of people out there that I can hire to help me in my business. Yes, exactly. So I think those are like the big, those are kind of like the big three things that hold people back. And notice like none of them are financial. Like, yes, that's a piece of it, but, but like only, I think like that's so individual of like when you're feeling ready to invest those resources, but. But also I think it's easy because it is so personal to own and run your own business that it, it might almost feel, you feel guilty for hiring somebody to do something that you know you can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. But that is like, that's our conditioning. Right. Like, mm -hmm. and I kind of think of this too, with like, I've noticed it with men and women. I've noticed like men in general have an easier time. Like they don't think twice about getting help with like, you know, lower level tasks or administrative tasks. Like they outsource much more easily than women do on a whole. Like, yeah, I can see. And that. I just, that's really <laughs> interesting. Be, yeah. I mean, I, me too. Yeah. 
Um, so tell us some uh, before and after stories uh, where somebody was doing it all themselves, hired someone, and then everything magically changed because <laughs> that's how I think it happens. Yeah, right. Uh, I wish I had like those stories, right? Like, <laughs> I was telling you earlier, like, yeah, I just wish it was like, it was that easy, but it's, it's just such a process. Like it's a growth process. And so mm-hmm. I do think of one client. So my client, my private clients tend to, they tend to have already hired and it hasn't gone well. And so they're bringing me in because they're struggling. And so typically they have a couple freelancers helping them, but even with that level, like they've got a little bit of support in place they're still like, they're just becoming happier as well. Like in terms of uh, just like feeling better. So I think of Melissa, Melissa is a good example from last summer. I hired actually a VA for her, but she was a VA that was very focused on Pinterest. And the transformation that I've been watching with her has been really fun to see how much happier she is, like the relief she's getting and like the Mm -hmm. lower stress level. So I think of like her health improving because she doesn't have her backlog of projects. So she was a food blogger. And so she doesn't have, like, she just had this huge backlog of projects and it was weighing on her. Like she was never getting to it. It was affecting her business numbers too, because she wasn't, you know, doing the things she was supposed to be doing on, you know, in terms of SEO and, and Pinterest strategy, she just wasn't getting to it. And so she just had this attitude of like, okay, done is better than perfect. I just need someone to do these things. And so that's like, was kind of her tipping point. Like we were talking about, like, she just got to this point where she realized she had to let go of control or her business was going to stagnate, you know, or continue to not grow. And like her health was going to continue to decline as well. So And I think it's a little bit of incrementalism, right? Like Mm -hmm. just bit by bit, you don't realize how much of all the stuff that you wanted when you started your business, like you were like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have time with my family and I'm going to get to do yoga all the time. And, you know, like you imagined all these things. And then because you take on so much on your own, you, you start to lose those things. You start, those things start to to be sacrificed for one more meeting or getting one more project done. Um, When the reality is, is I think that's the tipping point that you were talking about is like when you start to do those things or when you start to even think about doing those things, that that might be the time to actually be like, oh, I think I might need to hire someone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what's one thing that you wish business owners knew about hiring somebody or outsourcing? Oh, this, this is a good one. Um, I think one of the things I wish more people knew is they don't have to hire a full-time employee. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the freelancing space is so much more flexible. You can have a specialist, um, you know, someone who specializes in social media or writing or project management. You can have them for two or three hours a week and not 40. Like, <laughs> So it becomes so much more affordable, even though they're a contractor and you're paying them maybe hourly. So maybe you, you pay them more than you would an employee a little bit, but at $30, even if let's say that's $30 an hour for the role, you're paying $90 a week to free up like your time and your energy and your mind on these tasks. It's, it it gets pretty powerful pretty quickly. And it's a great way to tap into that. And you're, you're paying for somebody like, I feel like 
yeah, I can do Pinterest, right? Like, but my understanding of it is very low level. And so when I'm hiring an expert, I'm definitely getting like, not only are they going to do it faster than I could, right? (laughs) um, But they're probably going to, if they're specialist in that field, in that specific platform or any of the things that you need in your business, if they're an expert in that, then they're probably going to do a much better job than you would do anyway. Yes. Yes, exactly. You're getting, yeah, you're just the benefits. Like you said, that's exactly it. Like they're way more efficient. They're going to do things faster. And like you said, they're just going to know what needs to be done. They're going to know things that need to be done that you don't even know or think to do. Yeah. And so now, now is anybody else's wheels spinning as you're listening? You're like, oh yeah, I should have hired somebody like a year ago. (laughs) Like I've been, I, you know, it's interesting because a lot of the logistical stuff in my business, as it comes up, I don't immediately think I should hire somebody for that. I immediately think, oh, I need to learn how to do that. And then I learn how to do it. I really need to stop doing that. That's so interesting. (laughs) That is not my approach, but like now I'm a recruiter. So I, my problem is the opposite. I have so many lists of everything I want to outsource. Like I have a team of like 40 people. Do you know what I mean? Oh my but God. I don't, I don't have them. It's just like, I keep thinking of roles I could add or like things I could get help with. So, so we're opposite ends of the spectrum. I'm still like trying to figure out how to, to let go a little bit. And you're like, no, no, take it all. <laughs> yeah. And I think part of it's just natural for me too. I think it's in my strengths and in my personality some as well to, to be that way. So it's just gotten, it's just become amplified the last five years or so, five, six years in business. So if I were interested in starting to even think about hiring somebody to to help me with whatever it is I need in my business, what are some of the first steps that I, I might do to, to take action today? Yeah, a couple activities I recommend, and this was stuff I did years ago. I mean, before I had my core team of three, I have three freelancers that help me right now. Um, before I had them, I made like a dream team list. So I kind of like drew out all the roles I wanted and I thought about like what they would do. And I was like, okay, these are the roles I want to hire over the next three years. And now I have, I have that team. And I think I drew that out in 2017. So it is 2021 now. So uh, I think that's one thing to do is just to start thinking about the roles. And in order to like figure out those roles, the step before that is just to start noticing what needs to be done. And I like mm-hmm. to then categorize it into those zones of work. So Gay Hendricks, he has those four zones. So it's incompetence, competence, excellence, and genius. And so I just start noticing. So tracking your time for a week or two is a really good way to do this. Cause you can start noticing, you start noticing what you're not getting to. You can also start noticing like how much of your time are you spending in incompetence or competence? Because those are really the two target areas. Like you're going to get your most bang for your buck outsourcing those from those two spaces. Yeah. And that makes total sense. Like I'm going to get the most bang for my buck outsourcing the things that, that I just am not great at. Mm-hmm. And or have no many, interest in doing. <laughs> I mean, do you ever do the thing where you like just don't do something because you don't like to? Like I was this way with my social media scheduling. I've now hired my VA now does my social media scheduling for me because I would never get done. I would have social media posts done, but I just wouldn't like put them out there. 
<laughs> so. uh, see, for me, it's the actual creating of the social media posts. Um, I could schedule them. That doesn't bother me. But the creation of them, I find to be, I think, draining is the word I might use. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't that interesting too? I think that's another thing like we're getting at here is that like different people complement mm-hmm. each other better. So like if you and I were on a team, like I would be running content creation and you would be executing on it. You know what I mean? And so then we would be balancing each other out. And I think that's one of the great things too about freelancers is you can start to fill in some of your weaknesses with people that have strengths where you're weak. And then it's just like the whole business becomes more stable. I love that. And I think one of the the elements that is missing from so many business, small business owners life is the semblance of a team. Like we miss talking to other humans about our business. So often you can just get isolated in uh, the minutia of your business. I mean, who in my household am I going to talk to about updating my Kajabi website? Nobody, nobody wants to talk about that. They don't want to talk about my SEO, but while they're talking, I'm possibly thinking about my SEO. And so maybe we shouldn't tell them. Don't worry, they aren't listening to this. <laughs> so my family will not know that I'm thinking about SEO while they're talking to me, but that's totally what's happening. But it's just so interesting to think about the things that that solopreneurs and entrepreneurs just take on so easily. That's just so eye-opening, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it is really nice too, to have a perspective from people that work in other businesses, not necessarily similar to yours, but just even in, I I think of like most solopreneurs being kind of more in the online business space. And so it's nice to have freelancers that work in other businesses like that, because then they're just bringing in more knowledge to, to you and they can share feedback and offer suggestions. Yeah. And, and I only have the knowledge that I have. Right. And so that's, that's always something that's missing from solopreneurship is like, yeah, I might know a lot of stuff, but I am missing out on that feedback, that interaction, that um, collaboration um, and, and collective knowledge and intelligence that can happen when you invite other people in, even in just small ways even in just really small ways um, that can really enhance uh, your business and in ways maybe you didn't even expect. Yes, yes, exactly. So how do you stay healthy, happy, and sane while running your business? Hiring 40 people, we got that. Um, (laughs) But then what what else is there? (laughs) Okay, clearly though, I don't really have those people. (laughs) I know, I'm totally kidding. But I love how she's like, no, no, really, I don't have 40 people. I can just see like my family hearing it and be like, what is she doing? <laughs> uh, no, I think a couple of big things is I prioritize sleep a lot. So I have like a really healthy evening schedule uh, to help me like wind down and get ready. I have an early bedtime and then I get up early as well. Uh, I've just found that works really well. And then movement, I have to exercise every day. I've really had to prioritize movement and nutrition. So just like getting in healthier foods, not, I'm not perfect, but I've really moved into that intuitive eating the last few years and I'm really, really loving it. It's been just so much more easeful. And so I think those three, those three pieces really make a big difference for me. And what do you notice? Um, that happens when you don't get to do those things. Cause I, everything you listed are essential to my business too. And I know what happens in my life and business if I don't sleep or eat properly. Um, I don't want to say Armageddon, but I'm curious what differences you notice. 
Okay. Well, sleep is the worst. If I don't get the sleep, then it's like productivity falls off. Mm -hmm. I'm just like crabbier. Like I don't function very well without sleep. So that's why I put it first. And then, yeah, I guess movement when I like get away from like movement and good nutrition, I also just get like irritable or something like antsy and like I have extra energy to burn or something. I don't know. I just need it for me mentally. It's just that important. So I still keep to it in the morning as well before work because I just need that to like get into the workspace. Yeah, I love it. And I love how whenever I ask that question, I always get different answers that we're we're all so unique in what we need to to function at our best in our business and that different things work for different people. So I always love hearing that. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, I think my husband would call it Armageddon, to be honest. <laughs> Angry Emily is just not good, like all around. No one's getting what they need. Hangry is also a word that's been used in this household. Um <laughs> I may or may not have been called a monster in the past when I've been not fed. I understand you. <laughs> kind of like a Godzilla situation, but that's okay. So um, if people want to connect with you, how can they uh, reach out with, to you or work with you? Yeah. So the best place to reach me is on Instagram. I'm at emily.perron and it's P-E-R-R-O-N. Uh, that's the best way to follow my work. But I also, like I said, I work with private recruiting. I'm at emilyparent.com if you're interested in, in that. And I have a signature program as well. So I created a course called The Hiring Fix. And it breaks down my process, especially for solopreneurs, so that, you know, you might not be at that level of having someone recruit for you, but it takes my process that is so consistent and works every single time. And, and not even just for me, it's working for my students as well. So it has all the templates, all the samples. I also break down every small step in the hiring process into a quick video. And so you don't have to even like watch the whole course to like get benefit from it. You just have have to like do it as you go. So it's, the, it's there for you every step of the way. So so if uh, any of you are like, yeah, I need to hire somebody, but it sounds exhausting. It sounds like Emily's got you covered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, any questions too, from this episode, I'd be happy to like take questions on Instagram. I, I do that pretty regularly and, and I love it. It's so fun to meet people that way. Well, awesome. And I will be sure to link to everything she just said in the show notes. And thank you so much for being with us today, Emily. I had such a great time. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it as interesting as I did. I have completely shifted my mindset about asking for help in my business and thinking about ways that I can just make things easier on myself so that I can get back to doing more of what I love, which is helping people manage stress. So if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. And be sure to check out the show notes. If you'd like to leave a review, not only do I love to hear from you, but also every time you leave a review for the podcast, it helps other people to be able to find this podcast. So if you leave a detailed review about what you like about it, how it helps you, that can help other people to find it. And that is certainly my goal, which is to help more people. So be sure to check that out. And as always, all the links we talked about are in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you truly enjoyed the podcast and found it useful. And I wish you a healthy, happy, and mostly sane week. I'll see you next time.